sounding board, the home of heterodox thought. That's how you say it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, okay. I did, in, in my defence, I did post the outtakes of me trying to get my tongue it around was, that. It was very funny. But just so everyone knows, that was the first take. <laughs> um, so, remember your favourite politician, favourite American politician, um, Joe Jorgensen or whatever? I don't well, you don't call me the favourite. It's not... Um, we were talking. We were talking last time about the Libertarian Party, and I didn't even remember her name. Yeah, well, I've only. I think it's Jorgensen. I've only ever seen it written. It doesn't matter. I've only ever seen it written down. Yeah, I think but this is the the leader of the Libertarian Party in the US. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't mean favourite on the because that you admired her politics. <laughs> yeah, I don't. But she's good value for money at the moment. So I'm wondering if you heard about this. This the, the, the latest story that I've heard. So, and you'll you'll laugh at this if you haven't. But somebody somebody in America posted all lives matter on their private Facebook account. And got, right, so that was only seen by their you know, first degree connections or whatever. Uh, yeah, I mean, it was probably... But it's not it's public probably, on the internet. Well, it, it probably was a public post, but it was, on, it was on their personal, you know, their personal Facebook, so nothing to do with their company. Gotcha, gotcha. Okay, posted All Lives Matter, got fired. Yeah. And she, she held that up as a great example of the free market standing up to systemic racism. So I remember you asked me before, what, is, there, is there such thing as a libertarian socialist? <laughs> I think we found you them. You think you just found them? Yeah. Unbelievable. It's, I'm just trying to get your head around that. Well, I can't. You can see the confusion on my face. I can't quite get my head around that. that she's saying that a mob is the market. Yes, the, the mob is, is a free market. Genius. It's 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 some, there's some proper mental gymnastics required to uh, to get your head around that. Yeah, I mean, mm. it, the only thing it the only thing it isn't is the state intervening to have the person fired. So it's kind of like she she's up for anything that's not the state, well, no matter how evil or immoral or mob-like or dangerous it might be. That's your libertarian socialist. Yeah. They want the power for themselves. They're fine with guns, with violence, with mob rule. You know, they, they just want it themselves. They just don't want politicians to wield that power. They want the people. Oh, God, you dare. Don't, don't start going on about the people. So, yeah. Anyway, I, I wanted to talk about speech and uh, language, I guess, more today. Um, not freedom of speech. No, no, no. This is this is other 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 kind of not quirks, but other kind of things I've noticed about about language. Okay, uh, we haven't, you haven't done this wrong. No, no, we haven't. So, um, I mean, in the in the past, you know, back in back in the good old days, language was basically used to as a as, you know, as a form of communication to deliver information from one person to one or more people. Okay, now that's pretty much what language is for. Thanks for okay. that definition. Well, no, but you realise why I'm giving you this definition because it's it's kind of morphed recently for progressive the progressive left, I'll say. Um, okay. And there was. Are you going? Are you going to stop going all postmodern on me? Is that is that where this is heading? Not really postmodern. Okay. But you'll, you'll, Sorry, you'll, I'll hold. I'll hold fire. You'll understand. I mean, it's 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 all related. It's the same people. Yeah, um, sure. So what the what has kind of happened is that there's there's now not just it's not just about conveying the direct information. There's almost this kind of meta information that kind of sits at a like a layer above the normal language. And I'll I'll give you I'll give you an example okay, in, yeah. in a moment. But um uh so things like I mean the, the I guess the best example 
is, I mean, language changes, doesn't it? Language changes. Of course. Um, as, as you would expect. But I think it's changing quicker because of, because of this kind of meta-language. So what, what happens is the left, the progressive left, you know, the evangelical left, these kind of extremists, the kind of the ones pushing this. Mainly is, woke. Yeah, exactly. It's, 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 it's absolutely the woke people. Um, so they will, not only do you have to convey your message or get the information across, you have to say it in the right language. So it's no longer just just transmitting your information. It's, it's also signalling that you're in the right group. Yep. So things like, uh, I mean, back in the day when we were growing up, we were told you, that you shouldn't say coloured people. Yes. But not, not for the reasons that you're told not to say it now. Yeah. So back in the day, it was said that, you know, coloured is, uh, it implies that you and I as white people are normal. Yeah. And... You know, black people are not. Therefore, you don't. You know, you you, you state people by their colour, so we would be white and they would be black. And in the early eighties, well, that was well. Albeit, you did. It was you would distinguish between black and Asian, wouldn't you? Yeah, yeah. I, I, I or you know, um, and you would. Uh, I guess yeah. So I mean, there there were lots of kind of sort of faux pas, but I think, but but well, where, getting... where, whereas coloured was a group term for kind of anyone not white. Yes, I suppose that's the point I'm, I'm making. Is that there was one group term, but then it kind of got separated a bit into something like, like black and Asian. And now where are we? Oh God! So you've got you can't say coloured. No. You can't say black now. You're supposed. Oh, you, well, yeah. I'm going to challenge you, you on you, that. You can't you're going after people of colour now. This aren't you? is it. Well, no, you're not going after them. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> the term person of colour yes. or or people of colour. I know, I know exactly what we're talking about because. I'm sure anyone, um, so our parents' generation, um, who were brought up with the word coloured being okay, they're going, hang on a minute, coloured, people of colour, what's the difference? Surely. The difference is that you're signalling that you're keeping up to date with the latest words. and this is this Even is, if they're exactly like the old words. Yes, and this is, this is the thing now. So what, what happens now is that because it's so easy just to kind of to, to, to keep abreast and to change the way that you speak, they're having to change the terms really, really quickly because suddenly, as soon as a term becomes popular, it ceases to be a signifier that you're in the group now. So they need to, re- need to invent newer terms. I'm going to say to you that we're already past people of colour. So, what, okay. We're now on to black people and people of colour. Who was it? Who was it? He said that I've heard that recently. Owen Jones. Owen, yeah, of course it was in his, in his speech, in his little four-minute apology to camera. Black people and people of colour. You've got you've got to separate out black people because they're special. That's that's this extra thing. So they, who's so is that? Is it that they are more oppressed? I think so. Less oppressed. I think so. Than, uh, right. Black Black Lives Matter, not people of colour lives matter. Black lives matter, not Asian lives matter. Not Latino lives matter, black lives matter. So that's, at the moment, trendier. You've got, you've got to, you know, supposedly more oppressed and all that. So it doesn't even work. They, it, 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 this, that fell over in about six months. Or, I don't know, when did, when did person of colour even kind of... Oh, years. That's been around for years. That's been around for years. 
but but it was again it was only niche so it was yes. only niche and then yeah. that's when it was serving its purpose yeah. and then it, and then every you know in the last kind of couple of years everybody was using it and then it's like well, okay, hang on a second we need to we need to now distinguish so you can't just like you say you, now you can't just say people of color you've got to say black people and people of color yeah which is you know as of 5 minutes ago um, yeah. and then you know in 6 months time it will be something different as well but these things so before it was kind of you know you'd have the information then you'd have this kind of meta information above it that you know that, that, would, that would signal this hang on just just just, just for one second um, you've got to the stage now also where this meta information is more important than the actual information so and this is another example so you're not allowed to say eskimos anymore you're supposed to say inuit yeah even though that lots of people you know you know kind of in, in you know in um uh, you know who you would call inuit are not from inuit tribes yes but signaling that you are trying to be good and you're trying to be woke is more important than communicating the right information can you go into this um meta information a bit more what is it specifically it's signaling that you are part of the right group and it's how you can how you can identify that others other people are like you and i'm, I'm i want to kind of go into this slightly differently in so a, in can a it be described I, I suppose my maybe meta information is the wrong way of describing it i know and that's why i want to just kind of I get what you're saying. There is a there is a sense. It's like hidden meanings to, to words and phrases. Yes, uh, and I and I get that, and I get that there is a kind of group general agreement on what it should be at any one time, and that changes over time. But can it be expressed? I suppose that's my point. Can you say that's what the current this uh, this layer of abstraction? That's what it currently is for for this area, like. Like race, for example, or or is it just that it's this amorphous thing you can't really describe? You could just know it when you see it. <laughs> I think you probably, you and I could probably sit down and we'd probably get most of it right. Yeah, um, I imagine, but it's changing, it's changing all the time. Yeah. Um, so so it's very very difficult, and that's the whole point. They're, they're deliberately changing it um, so that they can tell who is up to the minute woke and who isn't. Who's just you know? Is just, right? Is that why? I think that might be a useful byproduct for them, because it's like keeping up with the Joneses, isn't it? And it's like, oh, you don't know the latest rad phrase, but is it actually because of a desire for them to solve the intersectional problem? I don't think they're trying to solve any problem. I think they're just trying to. It's almost like a shibboleth, where they're they're they're, they're trying to. Do you think intersectionalists believe it though? Believe in. Don't you think they are trying to intellectually dive down that rabbit hole and make it? As, and, and for them, they see complexity as a, as not a vice. Obviously, they don't see the confusion and the contradictions that. So they just keep going and keep going I, and keep going and keep I going. Don't, I don't think this is intersectional. Otherwise, people of color would never have come about as a term. Because that's a that's a grouping. That's a grouping of of black, Asian, Hispanic. You know, it's. And right. that's, that's not to say that there aren't conflicts, because as we know, they love conflicts and contradictions. So it probably is the same people doing it, but they're not doing it with their intersectional cap on. Right. They're doing it with their signalling cap. With I, I need to know who's in the right group and who, who I can trust. <laughs> but that, that, but that's, that you have to have the groups in order to have the intersectionalism, don't you? That's, 
because you then start overlapping them and you then but this start. But this isn't just this isn't just names for groups. This is this is names for anything. I mean, obviously yeah. the examples I've given of groups, but right. Um, yeah, I just I think I think language is changing so quickly because uh, you know because they they just ne- they need to have these have these these terms and these hidden signals um, so that they can tell who is you know who is woke and and, and who isn't. And it's all I'm, I guess part of it is control as well. Is, is they love pointing pointing out that you know that what you what has been absolutely fine to say for hundreds of years until yesterday is now no longer acceptable and that you're somehow evil if you're not up to date so they enjoy that kind of that power as well. how do they get away with it because people are scared and we've done we've, so we've done stati- we've done statistics on this before and it only takes 10 percent of a loud obnoxious minority to yes. change the views of everybody else so you only need and it, so and i guess people people tend to take things that are said online Seriously, so it's not even ten percent of the population. It's probably ten percent of the online population, which is like a minority as well. So it's probably it's probably less than that now. Um, and of course, all the people, you know, it's probably more than ten percent of the people on Twitter because they're all all the left wing people. It's disproportionate are, on Twitter, yeah. Yeah, because they don't have jobs. Um, I mean, that's that's part of it, isn't it? You know, they're they're going to have the, the people who more spend so now. all their days on Twitter. Yeah, um, you know, and and Facebook and, and social media and, and you know. They're, they're do you do you use that as a as a as a put down? The fact that you know, I haven't got time for this, I've got a job. Do you, is that is that something you will bring out? I I, I have done in the past. Um, more these days, I just I need to them. get back to work. <laughs> no, I just I, I either ignore them or I'll just ask them if I'm being detained or something like that. Um, right. Okay. Or I just, you know, I, I just wondered if that was that was one of the sticks you you'd like to beat them. With. It, it used to, it used to be probably right. ten years ago. Now it's just I, you know, I, I don't care what you think of me. Goodbye. Um, yeah. Yeah. Um, and this this so this brings me on. This kind of signalling brings me on to another form of signalling. Have you ever heard? So we all know about virtue signalling. Yes. Um, so let's not let's not go there. Um, have you heard of? I think it's called grievance signalling. Right. Go on. You ever heard of this? So you'll, you will be aware of this, even though you may not be aware of the name, uh, particularly in, the, in one of my favourite years of recent times, 2016. <laughs> um, so the year with the Brexit vote. Um, are you going to have some, you're going to pour some of some I am. scotch? I am, it wouldn't be sounding board. That's Tam the Boolin. Uh, it's uh, lovely. double, double barrelled. I, so it's, um, I it's, haven't been able to have any scotch until recently. It's bourbon barrels and then sherry barrels there you afterwards. Go. Thank you, sir. Um, yeah, so in in, uh, in 2016, we had the Brexit referendum. And, Trump. Uh, we also had Donald Trump coming in. Um, thank you, your health, sir. Cheers. Uh, so we had, had Brexit and we had Trump. Um, obviously, a l- large swathes of the population in both in Britain and, uh, and in America were unhappy. Um, and there was lots of there was lots of surprise with both of them. I think both I think both were surprise results, but for different reasons. Yeah, yeah, with Brexit, yeah. more people came out to vote. With 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 Trump, less people came out to vote. But it was they were both surprise results. Yeah. And to the point where people were utterly shocked. You know, people were saying, "I can't believe this is the country I, I, I'm in," etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. So what they had to do is they suddenly had to. St- that they they had to signal. Oh, I see, they labelled themselves with the opposition to those things. Yes. Yeah. And but you, so you see this in animals. So when when for example, so elephants do it by kind of stamping on the ground 
other animals kind of make noises and when, so when animals get lost they need to make themselves heard <coughs> so that other, so that the rest of so their the tribe herd. or their yeah. herd yeah. can hear them and can find them so like elephants make you know will kind of stamp their their, their their feet and make lots of noise and you know the herd will will find them and and, and come after them yeah um, or you know or the herd might make noise so that the the lost elephant can find their way okay um, so it's, it's when you're lost, you kind of make these noises, and it's exactly what people are doing. Is that they're they're, they're sticking FBPE on the end of their yeah. Twitter names, and they're just shouting about how upset and how distraught and how distressed they are about either Brexit or Trump. And it's this kind of grievous signal thing because people, you can find it and you can search people, and you can think, oh, this is fantastic. I'm back in my group now. I'm going to be in my little bubble, uh, my little echo chamber, and now I feel safe again. Yeah, no, that's totally a thing. Gre- yeah, grievance signaling. Um, and yeah, once, so once, you, once you hear these terms, you spot them. Oh, All this, it's like white totally. car syndrome. As soon as you buy a white, you probably know about this. As soon as you buy a white car, you think, oh, fantastic, it looks great. And then everybody's got a white car. Yeah, I, I did. I was I was cleaning my car. I've got some of that. Of course, you were car clay. No, but I haven't. No, I don't clean my car. But I have. I've just bought a load of the good stuff. Um, have you heard of this car clay? No. Oh, it's amazing. Right, back when you and I would actually take care of our cars, we'd clean them every weekend. I mean, this is back when we were living at home or we had nothing else to do. And we would, we would you know, we're buying Autoglim products and we, were, and we were, you know, doing it properly. And we're cleaning our cars inside and out. This stuff just did not exist, okay? It's called clay, okay? And you use it to get off anything that you can't possibly get off of your car just by scrubbing it with a with a sponge or a brush or whatever but it's amazing okay you 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 wet this stuff and you just you just rub it gently with a wet car you just rub it gently it's like it's it's kind of half between plasticine and clay this stuff it's slightly sticky you just rub it and everything comes all the little bits of tar all of the bits of um, yeah, you know, mosquitoes that have splattered in, all this kind of stuff. But you know that you know that feel when you when you when you when you feel the car, and there's still just these tiny little particles that you can't even see. It just gets all of that off. So I've been making my car white again because it's just been yellowing, and the lower the lower areas, the um, the skirts and everything, have just been almost brown. Even after you've cleaned it, you just it's a brown hue. And so I've been taking the time, I've been making it really, really properly bright It sounds white. like some kind of KKK euphemism. Well, make, make car white again, yeah. But I, I, honestly, I just not, whether it's because it was so dirty, I hadn't noticed. And I'm staring at this one side of my car that I have made amazing. And I'm going, actually, this car's a bit problematic now. Because <laughs> it's white. White car, white bad. Should I buy a black car again? I have had a black car. Who knows? You know, you could be. What am I signalling? It, it could be. It could be some kind of appropriation if you're buying a. You know, I, don't, I think you and I. You're not allowed to do anything. You and I can't get anything right. No. You know, there's, there's, there's you know, there's, you know, if you, if you, if you see colour, then you're racist. Not seeing colour is some kind of low key form of racism. It's just, you know, the, the, you can, you can find articles. Yeah. Of the complete opposites. Yeah. You're in hiding to nothing. So, yeah, just, just give up now, Nick. Yeah. Just enjoy your white car. <laughs> but anyway, yeah, so grievance signaling. Once you see it, you see it. Once, once you know about it, you see, yeah. it, you see it all the time. Everywhere. I think the FB, FBPE lot are probably the 
probably worse than the Hillary supporters in America. I, I had a... They are bonkers. I had absolutely a, bonkers. I had a brief reprieve from all of the COVID lunacy um, a few days ago uh, when I got into a little a little minor Twitter spat with, uh, with an FBP here. And I'd just... I'd kind of forgotten they existed. I'd, I'd said to you... I've said to you a couple of months ago, like, the, the only thing... The only good thing that's happening at the moment is, is Brexit... And the fact that we have a negotiator out there, I mean, even though you and I don't think we need a trade deal and yada, 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 they are properly standing firm with the EU and going, no, of course you're not going to have our fish and, <laughs> and all this kind of stuff. And it's, it's literally the only thing the government is doing even remotely right at, at the moment. And, and in stark contrast to uh, the, the Theresa May government. Um, and I just, I, I don't know why, but I just ended up on a thread and wound someone up and I just kept coming back kept coming back yeah you know you, you weighed in as well this was this guy was that was that yeah there was there was one guy I remember jumping in yeah 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 um, they're still at it he, still at it yeah he um, uh, and he just uh, he was just constantly changing the subject you know, throwing up straw men uh, uh, yeah, demanding I justify things that were nothing to do with anything that we were talking about um, but it, oh yeah, no, I, I remember. No, he he actually stopped with me because he was calling he was he was calling you a coward, and he said stop evading evading the question. And I pointed out to, to him that he hadn't actually answered your original question, yeah. so why should you answer his yeah. first? Yeah, and that was it. Yeah, he, he yeah. shut up there. Yeah, uh, yeah. This was a person that called anyone who voted leave and still supported it scum. Mm. And that's when I came in. In fact, I just I think all I did was retweet and went, you know. He's a nice person, you know. <laughs> uh, and then he just went from there. And then he just proceeded to call me a, a moron uh, and a coward and, you know, all, all these other things. Um, didn't realise that he was just making my point mm. for me. But it was, there, it, there was just something a little bit nice. I just had this little flashback of, <laughs> of before. Of innocent, innocent times. Oh, yeah, of, of halcyon days. Of the last three and a half years, up to, up to March, and I thought, yeah, that at the time I hated it, um, but yeah, if if only if only that was the only thing to worry about now. I've brought it back to coronavirus again. I'm sorry, and Brexit. I don't know how we've done that. The, the, be, the B and the C words. To be, <laughs> to be fair, we. I mean, we we did stop talking about Brexit in a fairly major way, which is a good thing. Because it did used to be the thing that always used to crop up in conversation. Yeah, but what, it's just been Corona ever since. I know. What albeit, you... albeit, I did go back and listen today to the edition that we released at about the time of the lockdown, um, but we recorded it before lockdown had been announced. Was this the one where you you panic by panic bought Bailey's? My wife did. <laughs> <laughs> well, she she didn't get there first. The, the, the Bailey's was almost sold out. She had to get a small bottle. Uh, but, but no, but this was before before there was a full lockdown. Before you and I were were told to stay in our houses. Uh, before there was anything in a full regulation in, in law. Because um, I wanted to go back and just check. So this is this is mid March. Okay, this is before the twenty third, and I wanted to see what we had been saying. What because I have obviously I have a strong memory of this entire period. I don't I don't think we were fans. We we weren't. I remember turning around to you and saying. Um, uh, as far as the virus is concerned, um, not scared of it at all, you know. And this is because we already 
were seeing the data coming out of China and other countries and seeing what was happening in, uh, uh, in, in Italy and seeing that it was killing old people and the infirm. Yeah, and, and the, all the deaths were occurring in either care homes yes. or hospitals. hospitals. Yeah. Uh, and and even, even then, with all the ridiculous things that, that we were doing, like just kind of decanting you know, sick people into care homes, um, it still wasn't any worse than a normal flu year. Um, at, at the time, yeah. So we've been we've been consistent on this. Is uh, is my point? Um, and I think I think I think I made the point as well, reasonably early on. I'm not sure it was in that episode that if things actually were very very bad, you wouldn't need to, to have lockdown. You wouldn't no. need to have you know mask laws. You wouldn't need to have social distancing. People would do it anyway. You don't need to mandate these things. Bringing it back to your um, your signals, um, are we not? Do we not grievance signal by going on about how bad lockdown is? It could be construed as as, as grievance signalling, but um, but you know we don't care. Yeah, you know, libertarians don't care what people think. So yeah, it's and I was having this this discussion with somebody um, the other day because so many I don't know if you so get, do FBPs care about what other people think. Yes, of course they do. They're, they're, they're just you know it's just the the the, the trendy opinion to have. Yeah. Um, so I was having this this conversation with with, with somebody recently, um, and uh, I don't know if you get this at all, but often when I'm on Twitter and people like jump in and they demand questions of you, and they'll say things like, uh, "Oh, I think you're just blah 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 blah," and one of my responses is, "I have no interest in what you think. Yeah. I literally care nothing about what you think." Yeah. Yeah. Um, and they don't—they don't realize because people are so collectivist that they don't realize that non-collectivists exist. So libertarians, yes. anarchists, voluntarists—they think any everyone is tribal. They think everyone is the same as them. Yeah, and is tribal and cares about what people think. So if 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 somebody spoke to them and said, um, "Oh, I think you're heartless because of your opinions," they'll spend mm. ages in, in justifying mm. them. Whereas if someone mm. says that about me, I mean, I, I might spend a couple of tweets saying why they're wrong if I've got the time if not I'm like oh, no interest in replying to you I don't care about yeah. you at all um, well and that was I mean that was part of what uh, this guy was trying to get me to uh, uh, associate myself with in some way was with a group that I had no interest in associating myself with and didn't feel like I needed to but he, he just couldn't get his head around the fact that that I didn't not only did I not care about what he thought, but was I didn't need to associate myself with any group that he presented. I know, and they, and they often say, "Oh, well, well, you're just the same as you know, oh, you're a, you're a, you know, you're the same as like I say, like a right winger, or, mm. or they'll kind of put groups together, and yeah. and I'll say, well, yeah, no, I'm not. And, oh, oh, well, I, I, well, I think you are. I, I don't care what you think. Yeah, Bob. yeah. Bobbed. Yeah, it's just it's just a bit, but they don't. That kind of stops them in the tracks because they just they just can't comprehend. Again, this is like you know, look, we talked about um, like the Turing test and when yeah. like, like kind of the right can can pass the the, the, the Turing test to the left. And yeah, I'm I'm not sure whether the the left or the right can pass the Turing test of, of the libertarians and, and the and the anarchists and the voluntarists because they're still forms of collectivism. Yes. Um, I mean, people, you know, you kind of classical liberals probably can to a, to a point, you know, because they're. they're Reasonably close, but, but they're still they they probably can't do it in moral terms. The no. only moral terms they can are less death. It's the it's the only it's the only way that that, that, that they can. That's still a form of kind of it's still a form of like economic term though, isn't it? It's just you're just talking about deaths instead of money. They're not. 
I mean, I, I'm, I'm generally, I mean, there could be, there, there could foreseeably be a way of, be a system for people to live that would have less deaths, but I'd still be for freedom. Yes. I still want people to be able to make their own mistakes and potentially Agreed. die from them. I'm just, I'm just saying that that, that is, that is as, as close they get to a Yeah, I, I still, I would argue that that's not a moral argument. Mm. Um, yeah. But I, so I, I don't think, I don't think either, it, it, I don't think a classical liberal could, could yeah, argue it properly not, either. Yeah, yeah, I mean, what about what about objectivists though? So, like someone like Euron Brook is is he's bang on with like ninety nine percent of what you and I agree with. Yeah, and um, in fact, he does. He justifies all of it properly in moral terms. He just can't bring himself to cross the line. Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know what that's about. I, I I I would I would love to ask him because if he starts giving evidence based or economic based arguments, then. It's like, well, but you don't use those for anything else. I don't, no, I don't. Th- I don't think he would. I think he'd. I, I just think. I mean, he's he, just Randian, isn't he? I mean, it's just. He as is, as and, and 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 I know. I know. In a, a couple of podcasts ago, we were talking about books, and I, you know, my fifth book was was Atlas Shrugged, and I remember saying, "This will never change anybody's mind." Obviously, it changed his. Yes. <laughs> um, oh, yes. You know, but I think it's very, I think it's rare for Atlas Shrugged to, to change to change people's minds. Mm. Um, but it, it obviously changed his life. And he, you know, he studied Ayn Rand and he's just, it's almost... Right, the moral side of this, sorry to interrupt you, the moral arguments for it can absolutely change your life. You don't need to get on board, morally speaking, about whether or not the court system is provided by the state or not to have it affect the rest of your life in a positive way. Do you see what I'm getting at? It's not like there is an objectivist society somewhere that you can go live in and show that you don't need those things to happen or that you do. So as long as you can use that moral framework to explain 99% of it, it will affect your life in a massively, massively positive way. So you just don't have to worry about the other 1%. Well, yeah, I mean, I guess, I guess we're never going to have it his way or our way. No. So I guess, you know, you could, from, from that point of view, you don't need to worry. But, um, so I just think he's, it's almost like with, with objectivists, it's almost like they, and I, I love Ayn Rand. I think she's one of my favourite authors. As you know, as a philosophy, objectivism is is amazing. Um, I, I I love the concept of objectivism in that it's about objectivity. Yeah, I, I just think objectivists don't take it far enough. Yeah, that, that's my only criticism. Just take, just take the, it a little their, bit Their further. own philosophy would allow them to do it. Yeah, as far as I'm concerned, it's a meaningless rule about this 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 state that that guarantees rights. But I think I think that's what that's probably what Ayn Rand that's the conclusion that she came to. Mm. And and you've got to you know, you've got to bear in mind that she, you know, she grew up in the Soviet Union. Oh totally. And and totally. You know, and, and, and then in America, but obviously you know, it's it's anyone to have, you know, these kind of ideas in her time is is, yeah. is amazing. Um, but I think yeah, it's it's her and then and after that, because she was so radical, she had lots of you know, obviously got people like Len Peikoff and Latterly um, uh, Yohan Brook and Ankar Gatte and, the, and these people and they almost it's almost getting towards like a religion I think where yes. it's like Ayn Rand is the you know the, the goddess Sage, and yeah. everything she said is absolutely perfect yeah and I think her, her principles are pretty good um, but you just you know I, I, I don't think she applied her principles far enough yeah um, and I think if you I think you, you could you could make an argument for for anarchy or voluntarism under objectivism, I think. 
if you, if you, you know, if you tried, if you just took it, to, if you took all the arguments that they use for everything else, yeah, you know, for for the courts, for example, and, and, yeah. and for the army and for the police force, um, yeah, you know, because I, I, I would make the argument that they don't really respect property rights, because if, if, if everything was private property, then there'd be no need for a state anyway, because there'd be no jurisdiction. Exactly, they wouldn't have a jurisdiction. Over you know, how, if, yeah. if, if you've got jurisdiction over my land and you're, and say, I own a road and and and, and you're. You know the state's police can just kind of wander and police my road, then it's not my road. Yeah. Um, so I, I don't think they're quite taking. It's a, it's still a bit watered down. Yeah. But it, but from from a moral point of view, they are they are they are fantastic. Sound as a pound. Yeah. And this 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 really is, I guess, me being being uber picky. Um, but I you, you know I I don't think there's anything wrong with being a purist and, and actually sticking no. to my principles 100. Um, percent I don't think there's anything wrong with that at all. And I find it's. It's it's so much easier to, to when when you argue for something that's because you you just need to you know it, if I'm if I'm arguing for something my principles are the same regardless of what I'm arguing I'm not yeah. you know you see these centrists and they're doing all these these kind of brain gymnastics oh. and well I, this is the left wing solution because you know because this is this is the the way I see doing this and it's popular at the moment therefore I'm going to argue this but this needs to be the right wing solution so we need you know an NHS but we also need banking regulation it's like just what is it yeah. You know, I, I almost have more respect for the ultra left wingers who it's like, no, the state must do everything. The state must do everything. It's quite consistent. At least they're consistent. Yeah. Um, and they're not kind of trying. You know, they're kind of jumping around in circles, like like centrists are. And even even you know some some you know classical liberals and stuff will be will still be. Oh yeah, we still need an NHS though, and we still need an army, and we still need the police. It's, it's not classically liberal at all to say we still need an NHS. No, but people again. This is. Is it? I I would I would argue not, but these things have tended to have moved with the Overton window, um, much to my dismay. Yeah. Um, yeah. But it, and and you can even okay okay so maybe not classical liberal but but people like you know kind of more more traditional conservatives I yeah. guess would would still argue for you know they still think okay well we still need the state for a bunch of stuff. Um, or we know we don't need the state. We can afford to have the state for a bunch of stuff. So we yes. can afford to have the NHS. We can afford to have the police. We can afford to have the courts. We can afford to have education. We can't afford to have everything. But that almost makes the argument like I would be a socialist if I could afford it. It does, doesn't it? Isn't it? You know. Yeah. And I'm, I'm thinking of people like um, Norman uh, Tebbit. Norman Tebbit. Yeah. That's I exactly, knew you were that's going. That's exactly there. it. Yeah. You know, he's, he's got his four or five things that the state is able to. You know. To and that's it. So if we could afford more, would you have more, Norman? Um, yeah. Crazy, sorry, I've been, I've been ranting again. Um, no, this is fine. This is absolutely fine. Have you got anything more you want to get off your chest? No, no, I think, I think, I think that's all good. I think that's all good. End it then. Brilliant. Thank you for uh, watching and listening to Sounding Board. We're on YouTube, we're on iTunes, we're on Podbean, we're on your favourite podcast app. You can go to soundingboard.com and find everything you need. Uh, please subscribe wherever you listen or watch us. Uh, and if you'd like to share, that's the, absolutely the best thing you could do for us. We're not after your money, but if you like it, please, please just send it around to your mates or your friends and family, anyone who's open-minded. Um, thank you for watching and listening. Bye.